Hello, friends. Welcome to Courageously Unapologetic. I was going to start by saying, I'm going to share about something that is not normally something that I talk about here. And then I realized that that's the great thing with listening to what is being spoken and what is being confirmed of like what is on my heart to to be shared. Um, and this is something that it was a situation and a work through with a private client of mine. And I felt this, this constant over, over these last days of like, push this out further, push this out further. Um, I think that while yes, there's always that piece of it allowing other people to not feel alone, you are not alone in whatever thoughts you have, feelings, emotions, fears, hesitations, um, dreams, desires, like you are not alone in any of that. But <clears throat> in addition to that, I hope it does something even more. And I hope that it allows whoever this is meant for, whoever is meant to hear this today, first, trust that. Um, do not ever allow that to just be diluted and just like breeze over because whatever you see, whatever you hear, there is reason and intention behind that. Um, so trust that. Secondly, I hope that it can push through some should or shame that is carried and this extra weight on you that doesn't need to be there when it comes to this topic. So in working with this private client of mine, one of the conversations that we had that I could feel had this really heavy hold on her was that people were telling her that her child is too dependent on her and comes to her to help with everything and comes to her to fix things. And what happens is when someone brings another perspective and it's someone that you do trust and it's someone that you do care for and have a relationship with, you of course want to be not a defensive human and you want to hear that out and listen. Um, but oftentimes what happens too is you start lessening your stance on it because of the love that you have for this person. So your boundaries and that belief that you have kind of starts just thinning a little bit and their ideas and their conditionings or their thoughts start just kind of like coming, getting closer to the edge of yours. And then all of a sudden as yours, your beliefs and your stance on this and how you have built these things, all of a sudden there's a crack in that foundation. And now these people can come in. So this is really think of that word boundary as being like salt around you. Go ahead and just imagine like hocus pocus, right? And that salt around you to protect you from, you know, the evil that can come in. And sometimes it is disguised as good and it can be disguised as like, I'm trying to help you. The intention is good. Now, until you are ready to see something differently, I'm not saying that whatever we're doing is right and that no matter what, like don't let anybody come into that circle. But until you feel on your own and until you decide that something you you want something to be different or you notice that there's something that needs to be different, you're not going to 
even, you're not going to do anything about it anyway. So it then just starts being like a mind F for you. And then you're just questioning yourself. And then you have this extra layer of shame because you're like, oh, it's like another thing on my plate. I'm already thinking about this. I'm already doing this every day, right? I'm already taking care of all these things. And now I know that people are judging or not happy with um, how I'm doing this certain thing. And God forbid, if you're a people pleaser, what that can do to a human being. And I want to point something out here. Don't confuse your child feeling safe and secure and cared for with your child being codependent or too dependent on you. Yes, consider the source, but always trust yourself. How does it feel for you right now? How does it feel to have that relationship? Specifically, one thing about it was tucking in a child at night. Now, this child is half of my oldest child's age. And so I reminded her, my child, my oldest child is 13, teen, and he gets tucked in and read to every night. Right now, we're reading The Wild Robot. Now, is he going to remember parts of that story? No. Do I remember the beginning of the story? No. Right now, I know that they are in a, they're in a cave and they're trying to protect other animals and a cave caught on fire. But what both of us are going to remember is that it wasn't that he was too dependent on me. It wasn't that he couldn't fall asleep unless he was tucked in and read to, but that he felt safe enough and secure enough to ask for that on a busy night or, you know, routines maybe get switched up for a little bit and he's like, can you still read to me? Or, you know, if, if someone gets sick, once someone is feeling better, it's like, can we read again? Feeling safe enough and secure enough in that relationship and in that home to have that. And most importantly, that last part, to feel cared for enough that it's okay to come to your parent, to ask those things. Because if a child is too independent, the opposite of what this situation is, if the child doesn't feel safe and doesn't feel secure and doesn't feel cared for, they're not going to ask they're not going to ask to be tucked in, to be, to have a conversation, um, to stay in that room extra after the end of a long day because they know in their hearts that they are an inconvenience or that they need to do these things themselves. I'm all about teaching independence, but where do we draw the line from independence to them not feeling safe and secure and cared for. A lot of insanely independent young children didn't have a choice. Whether the parent didn't have the choice either, and there was, you know, jobs have to be, you know, they have to be at their jobs. There's multiple jobs. They have to, they have to do life. They have to do that adulting. So whether it was that the parent didn't have the choice either, or whether it was the parent did, but didn't do those things for their children, didn't make the children a priority, or didn't see that they needed to make that child a priority. 
And either way, whether it's the parent didn't have a choice or the parent had to, there's a level of that child not feeling, you know, seen, heard, safe and secure and cared for. So the fact that we have a less amount of children that do feel safe and secure and cared for, and we do have a less amount of children that can go to their parents and talk about things and have parents in a home um, at, you know, hours of the day where they someone is monitoring and somebody is making sure that, how are you doing? They're making sure that they're okay. The fact that we have less amount of that and then the amount that we have, people are trying to create shame in them for that. Your child is too dependent on you. Your child doesn't need to come to you for everything. When are you going to cut the cord? And it's a huge difference of sheltering and cutting the cord than it is for them to feel safe and secure. And like I said, the, the hold that this has on a parent, because there's already so many other things to think about, like with no matter what the generation is, but you know, now for, for us, we have this conversations, right? Of like, what are they doing? Who are they talking to? Screen time. Um, you know, what are they eating? Just who are they influenced by? Stuff that goes along with every generation and stuff that is already in our minds and consuming thoughts. But the last thing you're thinking is, and the last thing that you need to be thinking about is like, I need to learn how to love my child less. I remember somebody telling me because my son wasn't walking at a year old and there was the, you know, half the people that were like, well, it's because you spoil him. It's because, you know, you spoil him and you carry him around and, you know, but the other half of the people were just like, look at him. He's healthy. He's happy. You guys got your first baby. Um, And the reality is even at 26 years old, I remember just being like, (laughs) focus on yourself. How's your baby doing? How's your family doing? And that's the thing. I want you to think about this. A lot of people who are judging the way that you are with your child, either A, don't have a clue. There's a good percentage of these people that have opinions that don't even have children yet. Can we just give space to that and like how that, how that sounds? <laughs> and they'll actually come at you with, I've been, I've had dogs since I was a kid. I've gotten these dogs since they were puppies. And here's the great thing. Later on in life, when they have children, they're, most of them will bite their tongue and be like, I remember telling people that I kind of had an idea because I have a dog. But the other people, for the most part, are pointing their finger and there's three back pointing at them and they're focusing on and they're trying to, you know, help you help you see things differently, but not addressing their own. The most important thing we can do is take responsibility for our own behaviors and our own homes and our own environments and our own minds before we're trying to put down somebody else. So for whoever needs to hear this episode today and allow yourself to love your child, love your children honor your home and allow it to feel how you want to feel. 
this is yet another area of unapologetic. There's so many branches on that tree that people don't understand. And that's one of them. I am going to raise my children and be who I am in my family, how I see fit. And I'm not sorry. And I'm not apologizing to anybody for that because when you trust it and it feels the way it does, one of the things that I shared with her was that I know with all of my heart that because I'm in there every night and because we're talking and we're tucking in and we're reading together, it is the reason why every Friday, every Friday morning, we're able to have a coffee date together and talk about things that are on his heart, on his mind. And it's a space for him to feel safe enough to ask really scary, uncomfortable questions. And that is because of the safeness that is in every day and the love and the connection that is felt in every day that I'm not wavering on, that I'm not trying to hear somebody else's opinion and make it doubt my, make it doubt me because I'm going off of what works in our home. There was a time in my life and probably yours where everybody's opinion affected me and everybody's opinion made you question your identity, made you question what to do, what to wear, how to feel, where to go, who to be with, all those things. And it's really freeing to get to a place where it's like, I hear you, I I understand or I uh, respect your opinion, but it doesn't boost me or drain me in any way because it's truly the definition of not looking for outside approval. And it's hard when it is someone that you trust, but one of those boundaries that you can put in place is one of those soft boundaries that are the hardest for people Because that is the, I love you and I'm putting this boundary in place because I also love myself and I love the relationship that I have with my child slash children or with my partner or with whatever it may be. And I'm going to ask that we don't talk about this again. Thank you for sharing your opinion with me. That kind of boundary is much harder to put into place than just ghosting someone and never talking again. That's pretty cowardly. And I've done that too. There's just different levels of growth. Um, And you can always go back on it, right? You can always be like, hey, in this year at this time, I tried to put this boundary in place and I did it like a coward. And now I want to talk about that and address that and apologize for that. Um, But when you have these people in your life You want, like I said in the beginning, you want to change everything you're doing because it's like, oh, well, I trust this person and this person only wants good for me. Somebody can want good for you without you, without it disrupting your whole life. Somebody can want good for you and it not being what you need. Just like somebody can be a good person, but not be good for you. It doesn't make these people bad, these people that have these opinions or these people that want to try to, in their words, like my intention was good and I'm trying to help. 
this is an area where allow it to wake you up and allow it to register in your mind as I get to own how I do this. I get to own who I am as a mother or who I am in this, in my job or, you know, in this relationship. And then if there's things, if there's parts of it that you want to dissect on your own, you go and make that decision. But don't allow it to put shame on you when ultimately we're not raising children. We are raising future adults. So ask yourself if what you're doing right now with your children is going to make them a better adult. Is it going to make them a good human in this world, in their marriage, as a parent, a parent that they are going to be? And then what are they going to pass down? I personally don't want my children to pass down them not being available to their children, feeling like an inconvenience, feeling like figure it out, figure it out. I don't want my children passing that down. I want them to try. And then I want them to know that if they need help, they're not stupid for it, that I can help them when they need it. And that I'm also human. So if I can't fix it, and if I can't help with things, then we can team up together and we can see what we can do. Because that's what we're teaching in our home is that it's about being a team and it's about working together and that we're also all human. So we all apologize. We all make mistakes. We all have to bite our tongue. We all have to, um, you know, work through situations and not, oh, you know, do, do as I say, not as I do, but us all being human in this home together while holding our authority but I want them to be able to pass that down. So ask yourself, are you trying to raise, you know, this super independent child that then is so independent that doesn't know how to be in relationship, that doesn't know how to nurture children? Or is there a nice balance in between where we can do that? It's hard. It's the hardest part of parenting, that in between. But I'll tell you where there is shame in your parenting, ask yourself who put it there. Was it your mom? Was it your new relationship? Was it your mother-in-law? Was it your neighbor? Because you didn't put it there. How does it feel when you're doing those things with that child? How did it feel for me when I was 26, carrying my son around and taking him to the park and then carrying him and then you know, going outside, doing things, carrying him around. Was I thinking, oh my gosh, I'm hindering his entire future? Or was I holding on to him and feeling the love between us? When I was nursing my daughter for a longer period than some people did, was I thinking, oh my gosh, I'm making her a terrible grown woman? No, I was thinking of that I was nurturing her and providing for her and taking care of her for where she is right now, what she needed right now. And I know that the bonds that that created, while people were saying I was spoiling, I was very confidently saying food spoils, not my children. And then learning with each age that I can love them while also teaching them independence and strength and trusting themselves because it is about them learning to trust themselves too. But there's a time 
when they don't know how to do that. And that's the shame that is being put on mothers is that let them be independent. Let them figure it out. There are so many young children that didn't have a choice to be spoiled. Like I said, whether it was the parent not having a choice or the parent choosing to do other things instead, and they were forced into that independence. And they will have to work through that later on in life too. Just some things to think about. And I hope that, like I said, if anything, you end this knowing and asking yourself, if I do have any shame with how I'm doing this, where is it coming from? And what can I lean into and trust with the way that I am doing things? And if I choose to change things, it's not going to be from shame. It's going to be from growth and making a choice for the greater good. Thank you for tuning in today.